Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Two contenders, two massive injuries, massive losses this NFL season, and it begs the question, what's the biggest one? What's the most impactful? Brian McLovin Rowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. I- From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Theo, every Monday it's the same damn thing. Theo walks into me as I am increasingly mentally disintegrating over football. And now we've got injuries, massive injuries, season-altering injuries. I mean, from a Dolphins standpoint, it doesn't matter. The season's been over for three weeks. <laughs> but for teams that actually had designs of making the playoffs, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, kicking you off on a Monday. That's right, Monday means Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Troll Theo coming up later on in the show. And his target today well, it's sizable. It's an entire damn franchise. <laughs> so I cannot wait for that. Brian McLevin Rowett somehow has been roped into uh, to to help and make sure the show actually happens today. We've got uh, illnesses and vacations, and so we're like, hey, uh, McLovin, you're around like once every two weeks, so why don't you just uh, hang out with us? So uh, welcome. Yeah, that sums it up. Someone was sick. They're like, oh, you're in the office. Good. Tell me when you're busy now. <laughs> That's what, we're, we're flipping coins now. Now, it was going to be uh, the sales guy, Jeff, or it was going to be McLovin running the show, and McLovin picked heads, it was heads, and now he's uh, he's producing here today. Uh, man, I, I'm trying to think, after yesterday, what exactly is the biggest injury that we saw? And maybe not an injury that happened yesterday, but impacted yesterday. Though, we have two gigantic injuries that look like their season ending that happened on Sunday. And let's start with Tennessee. So the Titans and Colts went to overtime. It feels like every time they play, it goes to overtime. The Titans win that game, but Derrick Henry played what appears to be the entire second half with a broken bone in his foot. Mm. Uh, the bone, I, I can't remember, it's like the fifth metatarsal. Does that sound like a bone that's in the foot? Anyone? That, anywhere? That sounded convincing. I know there's a fifth that's, in it. Yeah. I would have just said fifth toe. I don't know what the fifth metatarsal is. I'm I don't know if that's the even. Fifth on this one. Uh, oh, well done. I like that. <laughs> that was very well done. Uh, but this is serious. Like, th- th- this is a, a, <laughs> a rushing champion mm. who has a broken foot. And if he is out for the season, which you would probably assume is the case with a running back with a broken foot, Mm. the Titans' biggest offensive weapon 
literally the biggest offensive weapon and figuratively uh, is missing for the rest of the year. And this is so severe, in fact, that they were talking about it this morning on uh, on uh, Keyshawn Johnson here at 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. Him, Max Kellerman, Jay, Will, uh, Jay Williams, they were talking about the impact that uh, the loss of Derrick Henry would have. And this is what Keyshawn Johnson had to say about Derrick Henry's injury. Yeah, if he's not in the lineup for Tennessee, man, Tennessee is done. They ain't, it's a wrap. Because all of a sudden, you're not getting ready to strike fear in my defense with Tanny Hill, a banged-up Julio Jones, which, <laughs> by the way, Julio, this was the knock on Julio in Atlanta. He was always injured, and here we are again. The same kind of story is happening to him in Tennessee. And A.J. Brown, you're not going to throw the ball all over the lot and get away from what you are. Found Your foundation is a running team setting up the pass. So Keyshawn Johnson, not a believer in Tanny Hill. He, you know what's weird about that? He did the John Gruden Tanny Hill after, like a week or two after he. T- you know, John Gruden was the big Ryan Tanny Hill. Yeah, and he, he Keyshawn Johnson just like two weeks removed from calling him a used car salesman and all of that. <laughs> used yeah. the John Gruden Tanny Hill. You know what? There are on so many levels that's fascinating. <laughs> You're right because he called him a used car salesman. Yeah. Called him a used car salesman, ripped him apart, but then. He used John Gruden's Tanny Hill <laughs> and then repurposed it like a used car salesman. Wow. What a hypocritical guy. By the way, I listen to Keyshawn 6 to 10 a.m. every day here <laughs> on uh, ESPN 106.3. So obviously that's big. Yeah. That's a big loss. But then in New Orleans yesterday, and I said before the season, Theo, that I had high hopes for Jameis. And has it been up and down for Jameis? Yes. But has he performed well in spurts for the Saints and really made that offense go? Absolutely. And they came out firing yesterday, Mm -hmm. and the Saints end up beating the Buccaneers, but it was Trevor Simeon who played most of the second half because it looks like Jameis Winston probably has torn his ACL. So that means that we're going back to the Tatum Hill experiment there in New Orleans, or Taysom Hill experiment there uh, in New Orleans to see if he actually has learned how to now play quarterback uh and if you have to rely on Taysom Hill as your quarterback you don't feel like much of a contender right that it's it's a tough sell it's a tough sell with you already not being the most talented team in your own division even though you edged out the bucks there I don't know if Taysom Hill gets you over the hump and as we talk about these injuries it's like not you're starting to convince me when you when you brought up Taysom Hill's name because I was thinking about well first I brought up Tatum Hill you did bring I don't know who that is but then I went with Taysom Hill like Channing Tatum yeah, and, then, and Grant Hill. Yeah, <laughs> no idea. I have no idea. Um, That'd be a handsome baby. Yeah, that, absolutely. I agree. Uh, but Taysom Hill, like you don't, you don't feel great no, about no, him as not good. at quarterback. Not a place you want to be. That's the reason. The reason why they went and got Jameis Winston is because mm-hmm. you don't feel great. Yeah, they, exactly. <laughs> there was a reason that you signed him, and then yeah. you re-signed him, and then re-signed, him. and then he beat Taysom Hill. Because he's much better than Taysom Hill. You have all those offensive weapons, and you just don't think Taysom Hill is going to be able to distribute. So, uh, big injuries, and they affect their teams in different reasons, but I'm not out on a, going out on a limb saying that the Titans, contenders. The Saints, contenders. But now, you've got a quarterback in Tanny Hill that has good offensive weapons, but he's missing the guy who really set everything up, mm. and that was Derrick Henry. And in New Orleans... There's no way that Taysom Hill is utilizing those receiving weapons better than Jameis Winston did. And both picked up big wins yesterday, 
The Saints beat the defending champs. The Titans win in overtime against the surging Colts. But now, these are season-altering injuries. What is the biggest injury that was suffered yesterday? Is it Derrick Henry? Is it Jameis Winston? With all signs pointing to them being done for the year. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because for me, I think it's Jameis. I still think, contrary to what Keyshawn Johnson says, Ryan Tannehill, I mean, we're talking about a ton of experience, a guy who has made things happen with significantly less than what the Titans currently have right now in that passing game. Does Derrick Henry absolutely help? Can he take over games? Is he an X-factor? For sure. But when you've got A.J. Brown playing the way that he's playing right now, when you have the tight end help that the Titans have right now, when you have the good offensive line the Titans have, you can at least push yourself and put yourself in a position to make the playoffs, and then you never know from there. With the Saints, it takes a quarterback that's able to distribute. And it looks like, based on what Sean Payton said after the game, Taysom Hill's going to be the guy. It's not going to be Trevor Simeon. Mm. Uh, Trevor Simeon did well yesterday, but we've seen enough of the book on Trevor Simeon to know that that's not going to last. You need someone who can spread the ball around. Neither of those two guys are going to consistently spread the ball around. And that's why I think Jameis was everything that, as shocking as it sounds, Jameis was the one that was holding all of that together. Believe it or not, I think that Jameis Winston injury with the Saints is more significant than Derrick Henry with the Titans. But what was the most impactful injury yesterday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. All of that said, Theo, what does your gut tell you about who's going to miss who more? Well, trade deadline is what, tomorrow? Yep. 2 p.m. or something mm-hmm. like that? I don't know. The time doesn't matter to us. It's not like we're making the trades, but it's tomorrow. Time's an infinite circle. Yeah, it's, it's tomorrow. So if the trade deadline is tomorrow, what's the more easy, easily replaceable position? Running back. It's always. Running back. But it's crazy because Derrick Henry is the most irreplaceable guy at that position. Yeah. You know, so you're not getting Derrick Henry back. That is what's interesting because in an NFL where conventional wisdom now tells you you can just plug and play. Yeah. Uh, You don't have to take a running back in the first round. You uh, can sign someone off of waivers and get production if your offensive line is good enough. It feels massively significant that Derrick Henry is hurt. He defies all conventional logic now about that position. So you're exactly right with that. But. You can go pick someone up, and while he's not going to be as productive as Derrick Henry in theory, couldn't he give you enough, especially in that division? It depends. So it's like, are the Colts going to be willing to deal Marlon Mack in the division? You know, like, what running back are we getting there? Because I think he's one of the, for my taste, he's like the most talented running back that's likely available. Mm -hmm. I know people have talked about, like, Tevin Coleman um, and other guys, but I don't know. So I'll just say this. The Tennessee Titans only have a better chance because of how important the quarterback position is and how bad I know Taysom Hill is. So it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Those two things together. Yeah, the Saints are cooked only because it's just like, it's it's the quarterback. Like, you're not winning in the NFL today without at least an above-average quarterback. The most impactful injury that happened yesterday, Derrick Henry or Jameis Winston, and there's a very real chance that during our show here up until 1 o'clock, we're going to find out more definitively about those two. But the most impactful injury that happened yesterday, Derrick Henry or Jameis Winston, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Isn't it crazy, too, in 2021 that we're sitting here talking about, and McLovin can attend, 
attest to this as Florida State fan uh, and and pro Jameis, how wild it is we're talking about Jameis Winston an injury to him possibly derailing a team season. Like that, what world are we living in right now? You forget, though, he is still the same guy that yesterday on a run, 10 yards past the line of scrimmage, <laughs> tried to fake the pitch forward. Like, he still oh, is Jameis at uh-huh. his heart. It's funny. So, uh, like, how do you describe that play? <laughs> yeah, uh, dumb. Okay. McLovin was uh, was over yesterday because uh, we, we had uh, LaVica Rowitz trick-or-treating yesterday, and one of the first things McLovin said to me was, uh, did you see Jameis try and pitch the ball 10 yards? <laughs> past the line of scrimmage i'm like yeah that was weird but then uh, like by that time we hadn't we didn't have the game on he had already hurt his knee and then yeah. you start talking about oh poor Jameis. but uh it, it is crazy that in 2021 Jameis <laughs> is someone that we're saying uh-oh the saints the saints of all teams are in trouble because Jameis winston is hurt and that's the worst part about it i think not just the fact that for saints fans they're hurting but the rest of the anybody that likes football is hurting because we don't get to watch Jameis Winston be out there. I just, like watching Jameis like, be crazy. Pre-game, post He still gave us something post-game. Yeah, post-game he did. He still he delivered there. He's, he's, all, he's non-stop content he's at hilarious. all times. He can't, he's, like, he's like a walking, breathing TikTok. <laughs> yes, he is. Except much better than anything on TikTok. But he's always there for you. Always we, there to make you laugh. We need the Saints on Hard Knocks. <laughs> we need the Saints on Hard Knocks. Forget the Saints. Like, let's just have a Jameis Hard Knocks. Yeah. Like, just a Jameis Hard Knocks reality show where he says weird things and does weird things. Greeny before us, by the way, already throwing out the retired quarterback names. Like, have no. they called Breeze? Are they going to call Rivers? Rivers High School season ended this week. Oh, my God. So, Breeze shut it down. Didn't he shut it down last night on the broadcast? What does that mean? Anything? Have you seen Drew Brees' body too? Like, there's yeah. no way he has not lifted a weight he's in eight and a half months. He's been cooked for three years too. Yeah. So it's like it's not like he wasn't already retired two years ago when right. he was still playing. Yeah, that's like, the thing. Exactly. Bad. He's been a done deal <laughs> yeah. since 2018. Yeah, like you might as well trade for Roethlisberger then. Like, if yeah. we're doing that, you know, Philip Rivers. I suppose I could see. It's not the worst idea. But, man, is it annoying. Man. Man, would that be annoying for Phillip Rivers to come out of retirement? Because you know what's going to happen then is every network is going to cover the high school football coach, ageless wonder, (laughs) what a warrior, Phillip Rivers, to a point where we're going to start rooting against Phillip Rivers. Like, it was fine for one year, but now you throw in the high school coach angle, and Mm. now he's going to come back to the NFL. That is going to be unbearable. And what's going to suck, too, is because Philip Rivers is so in your face, he's going to find a way to succeed, too, yeah. right? Yeah. He's going to. With Sean Payton? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's not the worst idea. I'll give Greeny credit. Like, Drew Brees is patently ridiculous yeah. because, Theo, you're 100% right. Like, Brees has been cooked since 2018, 2019, if we're being generous. Yeah. Philip Rivers, I could see. What other, is there any other recently retired quarterback that you could maybe throw in that conversation? We might, Tim Tebow. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> we might as well have some fun with it. And if you're going to go take some hill, you can go Tim Tebow. We should find out where Robert Griffin III is. Well, he's in he's he's ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, is he's, that where he's at? Yeah, yeah. He, he's uh, he's working. They're, he's like their number four. He uh, did the Florida State game this weekend. Oh, he's he? really good because he did uh, Oklahoma Kansas uh, last weekend, and he is he is very yeah. good. He's a lot of fun. I say we go grab him. Or or what about Cam Newton? Cam Newton. Well, still... that one was ruled out pretty fast. Yeah. So oh, really? yeah. Speaking I mean, of not that. retired <laughs> quarterbacks <laughs> that people are starting to assume is retired, yeah, that got shot down immediately. Who I shot believe. it down? Adam Schefter, I think, had oh. a report yesterday that the Saints don't have an interest right now in Cam Newton. That doesn't mean later, but you know what that means. Yeah, they're not going to have an interest yeah, later. I, I don't get it. 
I don't understand it, but yeah, Cam Newton apparently is not in the conversation. A couple names retired this year. Uh, one of the McCowns. I feel like they're always around. <laughs> Luke. Uh, Josh. 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 Or Wasn't Alex he with the Saints. McCown was with the Saints, right? Yeah. At some point. Yeah. You know, it was that one. Yeah, because I don't know confidently that it was that one. I, I th- you're right. <laughs> but you're right. it might have been that. He, also, he's been with every team. Yeah, I was about to say, also, they've all been like on with yeah, every been, every single team. The and then there's Alex Smith and his one leg. Oh, yeah, mm. Alex Smith. Who's Another also, comeback. Yeah. yeah, and coming out of the broadcast. But the last time a quarterback came out of the broadcast booth uh, to play was Jay Cutler, and that didn't go particularly well. Yeah. That was not a great experience <laughs> with the Dolphins. Which injury was more impactful yesterday, the one that happened on the field, Derrick Henry or Jameis Winston? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because I want to talk about an injury that happened last week that had an impact this week and that was Zach Wilson hurting his knee for the Jets and all of a sudden Broward County's Mike White Mm. ends up ripping up the Bengals for 405 yards Mm. and three touchdowns and making me Dolphins fan me as the Dolphins continue to slog through another offensive performance want to bash something blunt into my temple. How does Mike White mm. jump in for the Jets and throw for 405? Zach Wilson goes down, your prodigy, your franchise quarterback, and there's Mike White having a career day, having one of the best single day. He, like, he looked like Ken O'Brien. It was nice. How is that even possible? And now you know some team's going to mess around and offer up a second oh, yeah. late in the season yeah. for Mike White. Like That's happening. Hey, right? New Orleans needs to poke around there. New Orleans needs to poke around and see what's up. If I'm the Jets, I am shopping Mike White so hard. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. The trade deadlines tomorrow doesn't mean... Trade deadlines are absolutely useless, though, because you can always find a way to make something happen off of a trade deadline. You need him for another two weeks because Zach Wilson will be back, I believe. uh, I believe it was three weeks they said he was was going to be out. you need him? I mean, what, well, are, I don't what think are we you're talking here? They're so the Jets. Maybe you ride out Mike White for the rest of the year, and then you shop him in the offseason. Uh, okay. That's when you can really... Well, you need him to throw for... Yeah, I was about to say, you don't want it, him to mess up next weekend. Yeah. I don't know who they have. They don't have to play the Patriots anymore, though. So That's true. They're off the table. By the way, that's annoying, too, that they're starting to play really well. Oh, yeah, and Mac yeah. Jones is starting to play. That was a big win yesterday. But wait, the infallible Justin Herbert... <laughs> What I thought, happened to that? I thought Justin Herbert was the undall be-all, uh, <laughs> the, the, the no-doubt Hall of Famer after one season. Yeah. What's happening to the great Justin Herbert, Theo? Boy wonder, man. You know what? The thing about Justin Herbert is maybe we're just not seeing it. You know, we need to have that football, that keen football eye. Well, he's not seeing defensive backs right now. <laughs> so I don't know what happened to him. I kept hearing that uh, the, the biggest Dolphins mistake was not drafting him yeah. over Tua when uh, it seemed Seems like the Dolphins' biggest mistake was everything else that they did, and uh, Justin Herbert just a small component of that because he does not look like the same guy. Yeah, and doesn't look like the same guy. And it's like you know it was against the Patriots, and it's like I know they killed him the last. Didn't they beat him like forty-five nothing his rookie year? So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to start speculating. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying the Chargers aren't playing particularly well right exactly. now. Uh, and then there's the Cowboys who. For the Cowboys, this is the most under-the-radar great team they've had maybe in my lifetime because of the Dolphins and Deshaun Watson, because of 
the love affair over Mac Jones every single week. Because, Justin Herbert, we love you. Here is my firstborn child. (laughs) The Cowboys have somehow, because they've been so consistent, and because you know what you're getting for them every single week, they're just winning and winning and winning and winning. And Dak Prescott, he's hurt. Guess who comes in? Connor Rush. And Connor Rush. Cooper Rush. It doesn't matter. Cooper Rush. Anybody. That's right. They just threw a guy in he there. Threw a, he threw a touchdown to Amari Coop. Cooper. Yeah, yeah, Cooper to Coop. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually had a stat for that and a piece of information for that, specifically to mention it on the show, mm. and I blew it. And I still blew it and called him Connor, Connor. Rush. So now we have, let's see. He looks like a Connor. I can see Connor for him. Tatum Hill <laughs> and Cooper Rush. He does look like a Cooper a little bit. He looks a little bit like uh, Carson Wentz as well. Someone tweeted he looks like he dresses Andy Dalton for Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Tatum Hill, Connor Rush, not people in the NFL. Might be people, not people mm. in the NFL. Uh, sorry, Cooper Rush yesterday Ooh. helps the Cowboys to a win on the road over the Vikings, meaning that I don't know how you beat the Cowboys. Because even if Dak's gone, if you're going to get that, and they were converting on third down after third down after third down, how do you beat the Cowboys? I don't know if they have three more losses on the schedule the rest of the year. It's very true, but you know the, the one way to beat the Cowboys, the tried and true way to beat the Cowboys, is generally to let the Cowboys beat themselves. <laughs> let the Cowboys I mean, beat the Cowboys. that's been the formula. <laughs> so you don't have to, if you're a coach on the other sideline, yeah. you're just like, hey, guys, we're going to do us. We're going to stick to our Guys, game they're plan. coached by Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Eventually, <laughs> things will will gravitate towards the mean. Yeah. But, man, they are so under the radar good right now. They are. What's their record? Are, have they lost, like, this one game, right? It was the opener yeah, against, Tampa. against Tampa. That's it. They've won shootouts. Dak has gone off. Yeah. Dak is an MVP candidate. Even without Dak, Cooper Rush. Is getting the job done. I mean, it's wild. Good football team. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, Zeke lost half of himself in the offseason, and he's running like the same Man. big, bulky Zeke. Did you see that conversion? I know. Oh, my God. I, I look like a dumbass, too, because after <laughs> the game against Tampa, I said, I don't know what Zeke did to himself, but he's clearly not going to be as effective with all the weight he lost because part of what made him good <laughs> is bouncing off tacklers. Whoops. He can still do that. He still does that. It's like he knows how to play the game. Me, dumbass. Him, good. Most impactful injury, Derrick Henry, Jameis Winston, or was it something that happened last week? Zach Wilson gave way to the great Mike White. Uh, Dak Prescott gave way to the great Cooper Rush. Mm. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Eldrick is in West Palm. Eldrick, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Eldrick? Hey, Ken. How you guys doing? Good. Oh, good. Um, I think in a vacuum, you'd probably say Jameis Winston because yeah. if you can't distribute the football, yeah. then you're in trouble. Um, I think for the rest of the season, I think the Titans still have a shot at going deeper than the Saints could have gone even with Jameis Winston, if that makes sense. Sure. I sure. think they've got a good offensive line. I think they've got... Um, some skilled players. I don't think Jeremy McNichols is the worst person to have back there. <laughs> um, they won't stack the boxes. Now, without Henry there, and if you bring in Taysom Hill and you can't throw the football, then what do you think happens to Alvin Kamara? Yeah. So yeah. I just think in a vacuum, maybe James Winston is worse. But I think for the remainder of this season, and with these teams' potential to go deep, I'm not going to say they both had a shot at winning at all. But I think the Titans had a chance to go deeper, and I think they still do, even with Henry, 
if you take Winston out of yeah, Aldrick, I think you're right on with that because you do have to look at how the teams are constructed and what they want to do. The Titans can still, with that offensive line, and we were sort of hinting at that, and Eldrick is right on, with that offensive line and with those schemes, they can still churn out yards on the ground. Not as effectively mm-hmm. as with the best running back in the league and one of the f- most freakish running backs of all time, but can they still do it? probably to at least make Tannehill comfortable with the reads he wants to make. Yeah, it's it's possible, but you know the main thing that they need to focus on is like, I don't think A.J. Brown or Julio Jones should practice again for the rest of the year. Just if, keep them in bubble wrap? Yeah, because if one of those guys goes down again, screwed. it's really over with. Yeah. Because you the, the, the more you have to rely on Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> Tanny. <laughs> I, love, I love Theo now subconsciously. Yeah. Keyshawn got you. <laughs> Keyshawn got you, Theo. Tanny. Gruden got Keyshawn. Keyshawn got, got Theo. Me. It's and infectious. By, it is infectious. <laughs> uh, by the end of the, the, the show, I'm going to be saying it and bashing my face into the microphone. Uh, who, no, you'll, call him, you'll call him Brian Tannehill the way this show's going. That's <laughs> Undoubtedly, that's going to happen. Uh, so we've got uh, Tannehill. We've got Tatum Hill. We've got Connor Rush. We've got Cooper Rush. We've got Taysom Hill. What the hell? We're just going to throw a bunch of names out there. Yeah. Who suffered the biggest injury yesterday? Uh, who was the most impactful loss of yesterday? And the actual injury may have happened a week ago and led to some incredible things yesterday, like Mike White with the Jets, 405 and three touchdowns. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, 22 years. Speaking of adapting, like the Titans are going to have to do, like the Saints are going to have to do, that's what Dr. Jim Reardon's done for 22 years because the sports industry the sports business world has evolved really it's not the same year after year after year after year so something that was relevant in the early 2000s it's no longer the case in 2021 now you're talking about cryptocurrency now you're talking about nfts now you're talking about uh ticketless entry uh, all of those things are part of the sports business world and that's what you're being taught with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. It is worth its weight in gold. You get your MBA in Sport Management at Florida Atlantic Employers Notice. Straight up fact. That's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Pretty simple here. And we have from Adam Schefter, uh, the Broncos are finalizing a trade to send Von Miller to the L.A. Rams in exchange for two second-day 2022 draft picks. Von Miller looks like he is headed to the Rams to shore up that defense, that via Adam Schefter. NFL trade deadline, baby. Oh, it's coming. Nothing beats it. (laughs) Speaking of a team that might be active but needs a whole lot more help than just one trade deadline, the Dolphins. Are um, are there any positives with this team, like, at all? We'll discuss it next. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Brian McLovin, Rowan's hanging out. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levicka Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Levicka and Chris Coquel. Hey, can we just end the Dolphin season? I'm about ready. I don't know about you, but uh, nine weeks, kiddos. 
and then we are free of this hellscape. Ken Levick alive, Theo Dorsey. Always one of my favorite days of the week. Even if it is Monday, because Theo Dorsey's in here, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, did great work over the weekend, giving you your high school football highlights, your FAU highlights as well. Brian McLovin, Rowitz, he's running things today. We were supposed to have uh, Tina, Tina a little bit under the weather, so uh, she's going to uh, sit it out. Maybe she'll be in tomorrow if she feels better. Are, are you in tomorrow, Theo, or are you, uh, you were on last Tuesday? I don't I'm even not, know. I don't think I'm in. Okay, I so I I'm... think it's just me tomorrow. I have no idea. I just show up, someone tells me, hey, you have someone or you don't and i just talk yeah that's what i do that's the essence of ken levick alive even when you're not on there you just talk i just home. yeah when i'm in the car i'm driving home i'm just <laughs> doing my own show uh i pick different topics yeah. i find an angle that's what i do and the saddest part is those are your best shows i know i know i should just record those and play <laughs> yeah. them back it's noon i'm just a mess but i should yeah you're right i've workshopped everything at noon for my 545 radio show in my yeah. car. You're exactly right. <laughs> uh, my car, by the way, a Kia K5 GT that I got at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Military Trail, just a half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport in West Palm. Uh, there is no better time than now as we head into the holiday season. You're going to be doing traveling here inevitably, going to see family for Thanksgiving with everything open back up uh, for the holiday season. Uh, you're going to be visiting family. You're going to be running errands. You're going to be shopping. You need something dependable. You need something that's going to make your family safe you're going to need something that you know let's be clear you enjoy driving and that's what you get at greenway kia west palm beach outstanding selection of kias that you can find out online before you pop in the dealership greenway kia west palm beach.com and I know money's tight, and I know it's going to be even tighter during the holidays, but there is a credit clinic on site. Bank reps are right there to help you find the financing that is going to keep you with some money in your pocket and keep you comfortable and keep you from fretting about it with your monthly payments. Your financing taken care of at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Go to GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com and pay them a visit, won't you? Say hi uh, from me to George and Mike and all the fine folks over there at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Military Trail, half mile south. Uh, Palm Beach International Airport. So the Dolphins lose again. Uh, they 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 lose to the Bills. It was close for a while. The Bills pull away because, well, the Bills are significantly better. They are going to win that division. Uh, and I'm having a hard time finding many things that I can point at and say, yeah, this is a bad season. This is a horrific season. This is a nightmare season. But at least there's that. I take solace in the fact that they hung with the Bills for a half yesterday, but Tua continues to get blasted. They continue to run the most vanilla offense possible. They continue to have terrible receiver drops. They continue to have absolutely no running game. The defense gets tired. They miss tackles. I I just, I don't know. I don't know that I see anything where I'm like, well, that's a silver lining. I mean, even the the draft pick, the lone remaining first-round draft pick the Dolphins have, it now looks like it might be in the mid-20s because they have the 49ers pick. The 49ers beat the Bears yesterday. Mm. If you're going to see the Eagles pick top 10 and you're going to be picking late 20s and all you got out of that was Jalen Waddell, who they do not know how to utilize at all, I don't see any positives. Even the ultra-consistent Jason Sanders missing a 36-yard chip shot to start the game, and that's when you knew things were going to be an abomination yesterday. I need some help on this because I can't find a positive. 
on the field, off the field. I don't know where there's a positive. Are there any positives right now with the Dolphins? Any positives with the Dolphins? Is there one thing you look at and you say, well, at least there's that? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, tweet at ESPN West Palm. Theo, I want you to listen to Brian Flores, the Dolphins embattled head coach, because I think he's broken. I think that he is mentally overwhelmed. I think now that being the head coach of this team, being a part of this organization, has cracked him to a point where there may never be a return. He was asked about why it took him so long, 45 minutes, by the way, to go meet with Dolphins Media and our friend Marcel-Louis Jacques, who would join the show on Monday, but uh, he uh, is traveling today back from Buffalo but this is Brian Flores and his response to the question about what took him so long. You know, today I really just kind of sat there, you know, at, you know, sitting there. It's, it's a tough loss. You know, it's a number of losses in a row. So uh, we just, I just figured we'd let the players go. Yep. That's it. He, he, uh, he hates his job right now. That's it. And I hate watching his team right now. There's nothing there. Like, there, is, there is nothing there. You have wasted draft pick after draft pick after draft pick. All of your offensive line picks and your free agent signings have largely been a failure. If not yet a failure, it's pretty damn close to being able to classify it as that. You haven't built up a running game. Your receivers are made of glass. The ones that do play drop the football. There are still major question marks about your franchise quarterback, but you actually have no clarity about your franchise quarterback because your offensive line is so bad and you have contract quarrels with your best corner, you have a defense where the linebackers consistently fall apart in coverage, and you have a mistake-prone team that can't stop grabbing hands onto helmets. I don't know where the positives are here. Mm. Like, I don't. I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. Are there any positives with the Dolphins? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What is a positive about the Dolphins? Chris Joseph tweets, I get to watch Red Zone all day Sunday, and I never worry if I'm missing anything in the Dolphins game. <laughs> That's the thing about the Dolphins. And McLovin can speak to this. They're never on Red Zone. I was, Ever. When he said that, I was thinking, I was like, you don't see much out of the Dolphins games. Ever. Except for that's you know, the opponent is missed field goal kick too. Yeah, yeah. There's the missed field goal <laughs> kick. Uh, there was a span yesterday where no team. The early games were largely bad. There was a span yesterday where no one was in the red zone, so they just stuck with the Dolphins game, mm. and it was it was just sleep inducing. Yeah, it was sleep inducing. They started losing viewers. They were <laughs> like, whoa, 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 guys! Uh, quick, quick, uh, switch, switch to the uh, the Bears game. Yeah. Go, go check Justin Fields. <laughs> Uh, Dolphin Mick tweets, the consistency of the uniforms is a positive. Okay. I suppose. I like the unis. I like the throwback unis. Now, like, this is the point of the Dolphin season where they're so bad, you don't even focus what's going on on the field. You nitpick the uniforms. Yeah. Go back to the old throwback uniforms. At least look your best if you're going to play your worst. Let me write that down, actually. <laughs> there you go. At least play, look your look, best. Yeah. 
if you're going to play your worst. Good. There you go. I'm going to go ahead and trademark that. Got to look the part. That's how I feel like I do when I step out on the golf course. I'm going <laughs> to look good. I'm going to get my fit right. I got the hat, the Nike hat. I might even dress up like Tiger Woods out there, but, you know. <laughs> At least when they see me walking up to yeah. the tee, they'll be like, that guy is on to something. Even if you're hacking it around, yeah. you look good and you feel good. And then you fake like you meant to hit it straight. You know, like you hit one into the water and you act so disappointed that people are like, oh, man, this must be a rough day for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm just off. I don't feel, I don't feel right yeah. today. Uh, uh, Jay Darren Darst tweets, the Dolphins will have a top five pick. Oh, wait, they traded it oh. to the Eagles, LOL. <laughs> that, was, that was not nice. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Is there a singular Dolphins positive? Scott is in Jupiter. Scott, please point something to me, please, that I can say, hey, that's sunshiny. Hey, Ken, first of all, congratulations. I've been out of the area for a while, so I haven't been able to listen to the show, but I'm... Um when I heard your voice and I looked at the uh, lineup and saw that you have your own show, I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Appreciate so, you, congrats. Scott. Thanks, man. Um, I think Jaseki, um is having a, a good year mm-hmm. consistently. I, I would say that's the one positive in, in response to your question yeah. that I can say. Can I ask you this, though? I, I listen to all these national guys talk about Flores and mm-hmm how great of a coach he is and whatnot, but I just don't see it, brother. I don't know where that comes yeah, from or why. I am I am not ready to, and appreciate the kind words, Scott, uh, and thank you for the call. I am, I am not ready to go the Bart Scott route where he said on an ESPN podcast yesterday that Brian Flores is on the hot seat. I don't think he's on the hot seat, but I never in my wildest dreams could – have imagined Brian Flores, a Brian Flores coach team, and it, it would would lose seven in a row. Like this is unconscionable. Mm. I don't know how this is happening. And forget the seven losses in a row. It's the constant penalties. It's the lack of discipline. It's the bad stretches of defense. Like Brian Flores is fine. I thought Brian Flores was going to have teams that were at least going to be competitive, and that's how it started. Have nothing on the roster, and you're hanging in there with every team in the league. But now you think you have guys, and this is when it's falling apart. I never saw this coming in the Brian Flores coaching timeline. And for the first time, I am starting to have doubts. So, Scott, there are some national media, too, that are starting to have similar doubts like I am. It's not just isolated to uh, here in, uh, in South Florida. Leo in Riviera Beach. Leo is on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Leo. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. The only positive for me is that the season is halfway over. <laughs> um, more close to halfway over. Um, that's the only positive as a Dolphins fan. <sighs> just, to, just, to, just to elaborate a little bit more about Flores, inflow I trust, okay? I've always thought that him bringing the Patriot way down to Miami was the best thing that he could do. And I always thought that I wouldn't have to worry about the defense mm-hmm. because he's largely a defensive coach, largely a defensive backs coach. And uh, right now, I don't know. I don't know if we switch schemes from last year. If we, if the players got paid, so now they don't want to play. But the body language, the the attitude on defense, to me, in the in the back four, back five. 
we can't cover anybody and we fall apart in the second half of game. So either we're not being prepared well enough to execute on the field when you're down by six against the Bills and you need a stop, when you're up by one against the Falcons and you need a stop, when you're tied with the Jags and you need a stop and you don't get a stop, yeah. and we've lost four games, we've lost three games by on the last second play. They never so, get the stop. They never. That, that's what it comes down to yeah. is are we preparing the players yeah. to go out on Sunday and put their best well, effort forward because the effort is them, the alignment, the assignment, and the coaching, that's what Torres says at the beginning of his press conference, alignment, assignment. Yep, yep. So if you can't even get aligned properly, and, okay, you get your assignments right, but you can't get aligned properly on offense, and then on defense you're giving 10 yards of cushion every time. Every time. And, Leo, ha- and, and Leo, I think what you say, too, about it, just the kind of the – and appreciate the call – the way they go about their business, and I'm not a body language expert, but it definitely seems like, it, by the way they play, but also the way they conduct themselves, this is not a team that is enjoying playing right now. I, I could have never imagined that this was going to be the case. They're broken. They're done. Like They're dead. I don't know. They have Houston this week. Uh, I don't know. Your, your Texans are miserably bad. But we knew they were going to be miserably bad. If you lose this game, I didn't think there was any way they could lose to the Jags. And look at what the Jags did yesterday. Took a giant dump. Yeah, because you you knew they would. The Jets, off a bye week. the Falcons. Yeah, I can't I can't envision who will be a get right game for them. Do they have Detroit anywhere on the schedule? Because they probably will lose that one too. I mean, if you don't lose to the Texans, you might be going one and sixteen. Oh, if you if you can't beat the Texans, it's that bad right now. Are there Dolphins positives? Yesterday, they ran a play where Mike Jasicki, right before halftime, they have a chance to get in the end zone, is telling Jalen Waddle where to go, and then he crosses the formation, and the shotgun snap hits him, and the Dolphins turn it over. <laughs> like, that was the season in a complete one-second microcosm. And that's when I almost just quit watching football for the rest of the year. Mm. I mean, just awful. One Dolphins positive, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. We'll keep taking your calls on the Dolphins, and I do have a, uh, a question uh, about next year for trick-or-treating because I think I blew it in a big way this year. 888-760-3776, what is one Dolphins positive? Please guide me. Show me the light. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Brian McLevin Rhodes, he's here with us as well until 1 o'clock. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levick. All right, I need to know, and we might not have a ton of time to cover this. It might span into tomorrow as well, but I need to know, for those of you who have kids like I do and you go out trick-or-treating but you want to make sure you have candy, how do you set it up to where it's fair, some punk-ass kid isn't going to steal all your candy, and some punk-ass kid or family isn't going to try and steal uh, the table that you own that you set outside with your box of candy? I'll explain. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. I'm just using the general term punk asses. There's, I know there's a lot of you out there, dirty, dirty people. <sighs> Post-Halloween edition. By the way, let's abolish Halloween on Sunday, too. That's lame. Halloween should never be on Sunday. 
So if it, if if October 31st lands on a Sunday, sorry, October 30th is going to be Halloween this year. Mm. Hey, leaders of our nation, you want to do something productive? Change Halloween to the final Saturday of October. Mm. All right? Okay? Do something worth a damn for once. Ken Levick alive. Wow. I uh I'm like that's okay. been bubbling up for a while. Okay. I'm no, glad no. that happened, though. I feel a little better. It's good to get it out. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. And why not? <laughs> why not this forum? And why not this sports talk show to uh, yeah. to, to unleash that? I want to hear about the table, though. Yeah, gonna... I'll get okay. to it in a second. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel Five uh, and WFLX Fox Twenty Nine. McLovin is here uh, as well. The Dolphins. I need a positive, one singular positive. Jasicki. Yeah, all right. Yeah, he's a positive. Can't block, but he's definitely a good receiving tight end. Uh, he got hit with a shotgun snap that derailed the game yesterday. That's not good. Uh, other than that, I don't really, I don't really know. JD is waiting patiently. JD, you're on Ken Levick alive. What's up, JD? Uh, other than that, I don't really, I don't no. really know. JD is waiting. Mm. JD, turn your uh, radio down, buddy. The best thing about the Dolphins is the stadium. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about the Dolphins is the stadium. That is it. That was quite a walk-off. We was all right. JD's call was it more? Was it more me talking to him through his radio or him telling us what he thought was the positive for the Dolphins? Definitely you. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. So here's the trick or treat story. Okay. So yesterday, uh, we, uh, McLovin and I live very close to one another, okay? And so each year we go, we just get the kids together and we go trick-or-treating. So we started, we did a little trick-or-treat pregame by my neighborhood. My neighborhood, everyone just sort of keeps to themselves, which is good. It's why we like it. But it also lends to them just not doing trick-or-treat stuff, not having candy, whatever. We didn't have much success there. Got some candy. But then we went to McLovin's neighborhood, like it's into it. We're talking scary things and Mm. decorations and people dressing up and kids everywhere and like golf carts transporting young children to go trick-or-treat like it's big time okay uh so that's where that's like the um that's the the main attraction so we went there but we want to make sure that we're helping the neighborhood kids back in our neighborhood and so we always put out the container or the box of candy and uh, so we did that and we had just a little like tv tray out on our front porch that we put the candy there, turn the light on. Hey, you're welcome to take the candy. Sign there. Uh, and we've got, the, like, the ring camera. So uh, if we see some punk kid trying to take, like, handfuls of candy, we can be like, hey, happy Halloween. One apiece for those people. Yeah. Okay. White. So, uh, <laughs> so, so what happened is we go trick-or-treating by, uh, in McLovin's neighborhood. Huge haul for the kids. It was awesome. We get back around, I don't know, 945, putting the kids to bed. And my wife is looking at the video from the camera uh, 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 of the front door. And we noticed that when we got home, the box was gone and the table had been shifted over a little bit. Apparently, one of our neighbors came across the street and like checked in the box to see if there was anything in there and then looked at it. And then when they noticed there was nothing in there, they just like chucked it into our yard. What? Yeah. Looks like one of our neighbors across the street. Did you recognize who it was? Uh, not yet, but we're definitely going to take a little closer look here because there might need to be a little Ken Levick intervention. You know a what I mean? A grown-up or yeah. kid? It uh, looked like it was an older kid or a young adult. What? So uh, <laughs> Daddy Ken might need to intervene here at some point if we find out exactly who that was, but definitely look like a neighbor. We think we know the neighbor but needs some further investigation. Mm. But then about 15 minutes later, there's a family, a family that comes up 
and the parents, we have them on camera putting their hands on both sides of the table, picking it up, and then one of the other parents points to the camera we have at the door. They acknowledge (laughs) it, then put the table down and leave. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Ken. What kind of neighborhood are you in, Bro. Ken, where, we got to get you out of that neighborhood, I Ken. know. Like, we moved in and thought everything was good, and we've, we, we've, we've been having great relationships <laughs> with our neighbors, and apparently that's not the case. Trying to steal our stuff, man. The table? The table. How it's down just bad the TV are you? tray. How down bad? I know. If They, they could ask for it yeah. if they were that down bad. They tried to trick or treat for tables. Yeah, they're yeah. furniture shopping. Table or treat? That's what it turned into. Ken, that is oh my gosh. So that was my Halloween. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Halloween, even for all you hoodlums stealing TV trays. Theo Dorsey, WPTV uh, News Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine. Brian McLovin, roll. It's I'm Ken Levick, and we'll be back tomorrow. God knows what we're talking about. We'll be live on ESPN One Hundred Six Three. Bye.